Hello, and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-host and a very special guest. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Ryan, the uh, cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan. And special guest, do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah. Uh, hello. My name is Ashak. Uh, I play a lot of MTGO and paper grinding out here in the, the Great White North, so it's my life. Been a while since we had you on, right? Oh, I think you came on for the uh, set review? Yeah, I think the last one was Streets of New Cabana. And yeah. I, I didn't do too, too bad on that one, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we all missed Ledger Shredder, but I think everyone yeah. missed Ledger Shredder. <laughs> yeah. One of those things you couldn't know without testing it, I think. Mm-hmm. We truly just didn't know how good the mechanic would be. Yeah, our hive mind isn't big enough. <laughs> So, All right. Well, well. Uh, Ryan, you want to go ahead and introduce the topic we had for today, yeah, and then I'll you I, know rant about it myself. I'm sure. I'm the idea guy, of course. Uh, I come up with all these crazy and wild episodes here on the First Pioneers. And this week, you know, we wanted to do a ban discussion, but everyone always does like, "Hey, let's ban this card. Let's ban this card, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But I thought, how about we approach this a little bit differently, and we talk about what decks can survive a banning. You know, like, hmm. if this card was banned, could it still continue on? So, like, you know, is it okay, you know, like, you know, instead of banning this card or this card, why not ban this card? Because then you could still play your deck. People will still be happy that, you know, they don't have to, like, you know, get rid of all the cards they just bought, for example. But, uh, yeah, I thought there's a lot of space to kind of explore in there. Did I, know, did I explore that? Sorry, did I explain that well enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give a little bit of context here is that, you know, we did just have a banning announced, so we kind of had bans on our mind. I also want to shout out that, you know, I think it was two or three weeks ago, playing Pioneer, which, you know, we both contribute to a little bit. Um, they do a weekly tier list, and mm-hmm. for the first time, they put Red Black Midrange as an S plus deck. And, yeah. you know, they're doing their their tier list based on you know empirical data that they're pulling from mtgo so it is pretty much like hey this is good data saying that this deck is just head and shoulders above everything else in the format is there a possibility of a ban there uh that that kind of is what kicked it off um you know the only other time they've used an s plus ranking like that was in explorer mm-hmm. where they had put winota at an s plus just before it was banned so you know there was definitely some some background there of saying like hey this really is showing in the tables to be maybe a deck to watch for possible ban and then we had that banning uh sort of announced you know people found out that there would be one coming this last monday uh so it was definitely a conversation that we were like you know we're having in the background we were waiting to see if anything changed in pioneer but the idea was we kind of wanted to look at you know it seemed like a good time to talk about like Mm -hmm. the current ban list if anything is you know potential for ban if anything needs to be banned and i do also like your topic of you know let's put a positive spin on it say Mm -hmm. like hey what what decks could survive like what would be a a way to hurt some of these decks without killing them because we don't want to make the game less playable for players you know if you're a black red mid-range player and you still want to play black red mid-range we don't want to kill the deck we don't want to you know ban mountain ban thought seas whatever it is um but we'd like it to be fair where other strategies can just also play yeah yeah so 
Should we start? Can we start with uh, yeah. how with you know this last Monday, no bands announced. Ashiok, what's your reaction to? Uh, it? I was like <laughs> expecting something to change, but mm-hmm. I, I I completely mm. understand why they didn't due to the fact of like these RCs coming up and they didn't want to like mess mm-hmm. up people's decks already because like we already have a week. It's a week after the Brothers War for RRC, so there's already just like mm-hmm. a lot of like things that need to go into planning all this. And however, yeah. I do think the format needed a change. I do think there needed to be at least one ban, maybe two, maybe three, if I were feeling adventurous. But uh, sad, sad to see no bans. But I understand why. Yeah, I, I, I was following you online, and you were saying you would like to have seen Nykthos go. Oh, yes. So I kind of want to start there today. Why, you know? So if we had a banning in the future. Um, you think Nykthos might get the hammer. Why? Yeah, so th- this comes along with another idea of a card to be banned, which was Karn the Great Creator, because Mono Green, mm-hmm. I think, is the most absurd deck that I've seen in a format for a while. That Karn, Karn uh, allows for... So Nykthos is what enables Karn to be as good as it is. You are able to just ramp down this Karn, and then it's good on any board state. And Nykthos is just a card that will only get worse and worse in the far... Sorry, like, more gross for the format as more cards get printed. Like, Mm -hmm. old growth trolls are prime example. That made Nykthos a lot better because we were just able to now combo ramp with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Nykthos is just, like, the head and shoulders problem. Like, that card is just enabling Karn way too much, so I'd rather see Nykthos go because I think Karn decks can still be interesting. Versus the Nykthos mm-hmm. deck is mm-hmm. always just going to be a, hey, I, I made I put a lot of things into play, and now I'm going to use that to abuse mana. And I don't know if those to, decks are good for Pioneer's identity or healthy for the format. To add to that, I would also say maybe Kiora, Behemoth, the uh, Beckoner, whatever, probably maybe might be a good ban, uh, strategic ban, to kind of slow down that deck a little bit. Because if she can't untap Nykthos and cast... Uh, um, sorry, and then use um, another big devotion spell that turn, that might make it a little bit more fair. I mean, would you agree? Uh, I would agree, but I, I think that becomes a little bit more of like a bridge from below in a, in a Faithless Looting world or a Hogak world, where it's just kind of like... It's hey, so a let's take a step back. Included, but... Mm-hmm. Let's take a step back here and talk about... So we're talking about the Mono Green Devotion deck as one of the decks that you think is the most egregious in the format. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, hey, if there's a potential for a ban, what is the card that should come out of it? So you had said that your biggest one you would like to see would be Nykthos. Mm -hmm. um, And you'd mentioned Karn as being a part of the possibility. Ryan, you just said that Kiora might be an option to hurt the deck without killing it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just to kind of give my opinion... I do like Nykthos in non-green decks uh, more than I like Karn in outside of that yeah. shell. So, you know, I like things like a white white Nykthos deck or, you know, we haven't really seen a black Nykthos deck in a while, a but it's an one. option. We've certainly seen it with blue, uh, you know, recently has had a couple things come back there. Yeah, and even red, you know, has some potential, especially if some new cards are printed, to be a Nykthos deck. So... Um, I don't like the price tag on Nykthos, mm-hmm. and I don't like that there's a possibility they wouldn't ban it because it was just a promo, um, but I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't hate seeing it banned, but it also, I think I would hate seeing it banned more than I'd hate seeing Karn banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't care for Karn being banned. Do you think that Nykthos is one of Pioneer's identity p- cards? Kind of? Does it see play in any other formats? 
I mean, like, not in any serious way. I mean, this is the biggest. Yeah. Outside of Commander, maybe, yeah. So Yeah, I, w- I would say it's pretty big. I would like to see it, like Kevin said, I'd love, I would love to see it branch out into other colors again. And no, that's entirely fair. It's just when I when you think about Pioneer, do you think about like Nykthos as being like one of the most like identifiable cards to this format? Yeah, and that's when yeah, I, I do. Version. You know, it was day one. It was one of the best decks. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of other things have already kind of taken a bullet for Nykthos. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason that we would need to have Leyline of Abundance on the ban list if Nykthos was banned. Mm-hmm. But. I would be, yeah, I, I do kind of feel like it is a little bit synonymous with Pioneer, and I'd be a little bit hurt just to see it go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of would rather see Karn banned. And I um, do- how would that deck react to a Karn ban, you think? I think it just reverts to a more stompy style, and we would see more of like a Burning Tree Emissary or like a mid-rangey mm-hmm. creature build. Or it can keep the same combo, but use Uvenwall Oddity. Which is a card that uh, trans uh, <laughs> you dump a bunch of mana into it, transform uh, it, give your entire board uh, haste and trample, and then you just uh, put enough uh, power in that way with like old ghost trolls and cavaliers, and you just kill your opponent in one turn. That sounds a lot fairer. Yeah, it's through creature combat, and that sounds infinitely more fair than I'm gonna sit here and gain yeah. infinite life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever you go to the combo route, that kind of there's a lot of feels bad feel bads involved with that. So what other things would be affected by a Nykthos ban versus a Karn ban? So when I was looking at a possible Karn ban, you know, the other big thing that it would do is I mean, that the reason why Mono Green is so good against a lot of combo decks is because it has access to hate in game one. So it has, you know, not only is Karn artifact hate, but it can grab graveyard hate for mm-hmm. something like the Abzan Grease Fang matchup. Uh, it's pretty much what shut out Lotus Field entirely because mm-hmm. it can just game one grab a card that shuts down the lotus field yeah uh i think that that would open up a lot more ways to hate the deck even Mm -hmm. if it's still a strong deck yeah yeah so uh so going back to original topic you know like i said what how could the deck survive it could survive i think if we get rid of karn or kiora i don't think it survives if we get rid of nykthos yeah i do agree that nykthos would kill it but I think that if we do ban Karn, the deck looks insanely different. Because now you need a lot mm-hmm. more, like, interaction or removal. Because that's what Karn did. It just, just did everything. So you can just play mm-hmm. only threats. So now you'd have to see a lot more interaction. So, like, you'd have to start seeing, like, more Vivians, like the old format yeah. one, like, from the old yep. days. Um, and um, Nissa's. Voracious Hydra's. Too. I see nothing wrong with that. That sounds like, That sounds like a lot <laughs> yeah. more fair and fun than hey, guess what? There's a Cavalier in play on two or three. So I, I do want to also point out that this deck was not a problem when Winoda was a deck. And Winoda was starting to get taken under... Actually, it was starting to get uh, under control because of Rakdos midrange. I don't think you know she really got a fair chance to, to kind of... I don't think that format got a chance to kind of balance itself out like this one has. Well, I think we need to do a little bit of uh, discussing what the format is like. So, you know, when I had, I had pitched this idea to Ryan, I kind of said, hey, 
it's love it or ban list it. Mm. Uh, so I had to explain what that show is because he's living in Japan. Yeah, but there's a show in the U.S. It. where they, you know, they it's like a you know one of these home improvement shows. They go to this house where it's like, hey, we've got six kids in two bedrooms. Mm. Our you know our fridge is falling apart. Whatever, the whatever. Is the house forty two million dollars. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not that much. But um, yeah. they're like, okay, one one person's going to go and find them a new house to live in. The other one's going to repair their current house to be what they want it to mm-hmm. be. And what always happens is that the the person repairing the house finds a million problems and can't do anything that they want. So they're like, okay, we didn't give you any more rooms. We didn't give you the office you asked for, etc. But they're still like, oh man, this new wallpaper color, I love it. They're going to stay there. Mm. Um, so at the end, they always ask them like, okay, are you going to move to the new house they found for you or are you going to stay in your current one that's been revamped? And they always end up staying and everyone hates it because of that. Mm. So that was the pitch for the show. It's like, okay, can we ban something or can we love it in the format by adapting by playing things that hate against mono green and with mono green specifically you know we'll, we'll talk about this for each of the decks we're talking about today but with mono green specifically i feel like people have tried a lot of things to be like hey this is the deck that hates out mono green yeah. and nothing's really yeah. Yeah. lasted yep. like i feel like spirits was a deck that was there like hey this deck is going to just crush those mono green matchups i'm gonna just play spirits and win hmm. tournaments but we haven't really seen that as a lasting strategy, they just fall so easily to everything else going on in the format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that that's one of the things w- when they decide to to ban a card, they look at that sort of thing, like you know how how does this affect deck building? How does this affect you know like play and stuff like that? You know, is it easily interactable and stuff like that? And, well, they should look at that kind of thing. I don't yeah. know if they always do. You know, sometimes you're kind of like, oh, they kind of just shot that in the dark, mm-hmm. but um, in that's in the theory what they should be looking at when they're considering bans. So the, la- the last question I had on Mono Green is just because we're saying like, hey, how can we hurt the deck without killing it? What are some other cards that we could try banning? Like, do you think like an old growth troll or a yeah. cavalier ban would have any impact on the deck? I don't think those are the problem cards. I mean, like I think the cards. I think that there would be a problem if you ban Cavalier. I think it would add a lot mm-hmm. to like the issue of the consistency, and like then Phoenix could actually like attack the deck well. But mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it like solves. Or Storm the, the Festival is the other one actually. Yeah, Storm 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 was never egregious beforehand, and so I definitely think it's one of the more like cards that have been in the format for a while that have kind of not done anything good for it necessarily. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's enough on Mono Green. You guys want to say anything else, or we, can we move on to some other cards that we think maybe have the targets, the Banhammer target on? I would love to talk about other cards. All right, what what would you say has the next deck with a big target on its back? Uh, next best deck, S tier plus Rakdos midrange. And I, there and we I go. Think <laughs> the card that gets hit out of that is Fable. I think Fable is yeah. way too broken in Pioneer. It's way too good. I mean, just because, I mean, it's not so, it's not that it's like a, it's not that it's broken, just, it's just the value that you get in this so type of efficient. deck. It's so efficient. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, it's a good deck without Fable. It just makes it so much better, you know, because you got, you know, some great threats, you know, you got Bone Crusher Giant, you got uh, Graveyard Trespasser, and now you have either, um, Shieldred or Kalatis, you have Liliana in there. All these great cards in in Rakdos midrange. You don't need to have Fable. You could survive. I mean, that's a, that's a card that I think could be banned, but also Rakdos would still survive afterwards. Would you guys agree? 
I would say it does survive, but I think the Fable Band also just has a lot more ripples and implications to Pioneer than just outside of mm-hmm. Rakados, which I also think would be a little bit more interesting. That that I agree with hardcore. Because, like, yeah. the Enchantments deck, that deck is yeah. going to take such a hit with the Fable Band. Enigmatic, you mean? Yes, uh, Enigmatic Incarnation. Uh, there's also just, like, a bunch of other random ones that existed, like the Transmogrify lists from before. Yep. Yep. Like, a lot of these decks were using it at Fable, and Rakados was the first one using it, like, actually the most fairly and it's still disgusting it is still just so Mm -hmm. like you just like loot away the bad cards in your matchup so you can you get to see your good cards out more consistently like how does any creature deck beat a fable and a flipped blood or sorry a flipped fable and a blood tithe harvester yeah they just can't Mm -hmm. so especially after they've seized away all the the answers that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm hurt about Fable being the card to ban, just because I do think that it does provide a lot of value for other decks in the format in ways that I really, really like. I also just... It doesn't seem like it's the best card in the Black-Red mid-range deck, you know? Well, that's the thing. They have so many three drops. Black. They have so many three drops waiting in the wings. Like, if they're replacing this with another two-for-one, like Hologon's Command, mm. or, you know, they're going to play another Liliana... I, does that make the deck that much worse? Especially in certain matchups. Like, there are matchups where Fable the Mirror Breaker doesn't look like a great card. You know, something like the Humans matchup, uh, yeah. it's definitely coming out. So, if you're kind of, you know, pre boarding your deck for what was one of their worst matchups, that doesn't seem like it's going to really hurt their win rate very much. I think the argument for why Fable hurts the deck if it gets banned is a lot of the cards in Mono Black, uh, or sorry, Mono Black, uh, Red black are uh, sometimes very situational. Like a lot of removal spells are creatures you can just always slam. But with Fable, I don't think there's ever a bad time to draw a Fable, and then the next turn you're looting away the bad cards. Like it, there's just no world where Fable is like a bad play for three mana. And I think that's mm-hmm. just where that deck is just always going to be like. I don't know. It just draws it towards more gas. There's just a lot of different ways that they, Fable supports so- that deck. If we're looking at other possible bans for Black Red Midrange, I know some people have expressed the hate for Graveyard Trespasser just because it's such a pain in the butt to get rid of having to... I mean, you're already in a resource battle against Rakdos Midrange. You know, you have to fight against their Thought Seizes, and now you got Lilianas and stuff like that. And to be able to kill this, you need to basically use two cards. Um, and a lot of decks can't handle that. So would it be kind of if you allow them to keep fable would it be a little make it the deck a little bit fairer if you get rid of graveyard trespasser i don't think graveyard trespasser is that egregious to be honest i think that might be my hot take yeah i'm not saying it's egregious but i'm saying I it think... would allow the deck to survive oh, as yeah, well it as would, make it a little bit more fair it would survive and obviously make it a lot more fair like any card taken away from them just means they have to play more worse cards because they somehow found the best the best black and red cards on their own. So they just have to find the mm-hmm. next best one. So, Yeah, again, I, I kind of agree there. You know, Especially banning a three drop, they have so many other three drops they could be playing. Uh, I lean away from that just a little bit because it's just so easy for them to replace it with something well, else. Um, and I also like it being incidental hate in the format. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you Save suggest your hate, yeah. then if you wanted to see anything gone from Rakitos? If you don't think a three drop. So I've definitely thought about it because I think it's tough. Um, 
honestly, like, I feel like a way you could really hurt them would be to hit something that is more on their two drop. So either hit the um, the Blood Tithe Harvester or hit Bone Crusher Giant, which basically acts as a two drop in the deck. Yeah, like, if you hit Bone Crusher, red, I, I know it hurts Mono Red, but I feel like it doesn't hurt Mono Red as much as it hurts. Like, right now, Bone Crusher is pretty much Bone Crusher and Fable are the cards that make red mid range the best mid range color in the format by mm. far. And if you took Bone Crusher away from the deck, not only would they have to replace a removal spell, but they would have to add, you know, they'd have to replace a, they need another two drop basically because they couldn't put something else in that three and that would take a lot of power on the deck. Like, yeah, maybe that's an awkward one. I don't love Bone Crusher being the answer, but I think something that forces them to change their curve, not be able to play like, you know, 15 three drops or whatever it is right now uh, would make it so that they have to actually make some concessions and not be quite as grindy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, in the same vein, I could almost see Den of the Bugbear being a reasonable answer. Like that card is just so far ahead in power mm. of all of the other manlands. Again, yes, hurts mono red. But um, do you remember when I always said, you know, what about this card? And you're like, you can fatal push it. You know, you brought that up like dozens and dozens of times <laughs> against me. So. I'm getting back know. at you right uh, now. I love the beast. <laughs> fatal pushing a land isn't the same thing it. because it, it's still just a free land in the deck. You know, it's, it's not getting a card from their hand mm-hmm. or a card from uh, they've had to spend mana on. It's just a uh, you know a land that they're mm-hmm. playing. I think that uh, if we but, put Blood Tithe Harvester yeah. on a ban list, it'll look a little silly. And I think that's, it's a, that's yeah, a really I funny idea. So. <laughs> uh, we uh, banned sillier things. You know, there was a time ramen up ruins and... Uh, what was the rampaging Ferocidon oh, yeah. got banned oh, in standard? Yes, I remember this. But I, um, I think, I think there... Bowcrusher Giant has the same issue with Nykthos, right? I think it's just one of the pillars of the format. I think that card is so iconic. Yeah, I do, I do think so. Exactly. That's something that I think is it's good, but not broken. I feel like that's the power level I want in this format. Yeah. Like we exactly. just started exploring Rimrock Knight. Please. Mm hmm. Um, the <laughs> another... So, like, I'm just looking at the rest of the deck, you know, mm-hmm. there's. I feel like there's zero chance that Shield Dread or Liliana gets mm-hmm. banned. Um, I don't think that they would be good bans, but I don't think there's any chance they would be banned because they're mythics from the brand new set and we, they want to sell cards. We do have salty people from time to time telling us how much they hate Thoughtseize. I was going to say, I don't think you ban Thoughtseize or Fatal yeah. Push, but I think what Thoughtseize else is, left in the is deck? basically <laughs> like, again, it's one of those cards that's the identity of the format. Oh, yeah. For black decks, you just need it. You know, there's, there's, yeah. If you get rid of it, there'd be tons of different um, uh, duress types effects, whatever that you could use um, that aren't seeing any play right now because you know Thoughtsees is the de facto best one. But um, yeah, I think it would just get more out of control. All the combo decks, all the control decks, if you don't have Thoughtsees. Yeah. Actually, I got one more way that we can take Red Black down a notch. Um, Kind of a bold idea Uh that I've been, you know, giving here and there. I want to hear your opinion on it. I guess so. Here's how we take Red Black mid-range down a notch. We unbanned Field of the Dead. See, Mm. okay. That's not the most Now you've got an Omnath deck, and they cannot deal with it. That's not the most (laughs) egregious take. I've heard, that one was actually talked about at dinner last night. Uh, I, I, I okay, went out with okay. friends last night, and we I, I shared that I was going to be on this podcast, and so I was like gauging ideas, and so I was like just unbanned feel it, and boom, black red's dead, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, kind of, that's actually it's not bad. Like to now, be fair, that... they weren't beating the Escape to the Wilds deck anyway, but mm-hmm. would put them in the dirt. So that card, 
um, was banned because of the extra turns card, right? Um, uh, you're talking about no field of the dead is the land where if you yeah, have I believe it's seven different lands, but wasn't that lands what people were names. doing? They were just taking turns and like putting all the stuff into play and then swinging for like a huge amounts, you know, after just ramping the whole game. Yeah, that was like the not so much. You know, they were just ramping as their main strategy, and then mm. that just incidentally gives you a huge board. Um, but I think the biggest thing that's changed in the format, besides all of the new cards that have been added, is Uro's gone, and that was mm-hmm. enormous to the deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also have a Sage, you know. True, true. So there's like actual counterplay. To yeah, that. yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, Omnath is kind of. Yeah, we can. You know, when's the last time we've really seen like an Omnath just lands deck? You know, mm-hmm. you, you just said, uh, you know, they're probably not beating an Escape to the Wilds deck, but like, w- what Escape to the Wilds deck is out there in the format right mm-hmm. now? Exactly. Omnath only. Is I mean, and like... we we can explore unbannings a little bit later. Um, okay, are, of course. Are there any other uh, cards you think might be hit with the potential banning in the future? I, you know, we talked about the bigness. So, yeah, as far as, like, Reactos is concerned, I think any of those cards we discussed, you get rid of any of those, it makes the deck more fair. Yeah. It doesn't kill the deck. It makes it more fair. I think you can never kill red-black mid-range because all of those decks aren't... Inte- or Sorry, all the cards in that deck aren't integral to the deck. They're just simply playing yep. the best yeah. 75 cards in those yep. colors. And so yep. just yep. the next best one slots right in. But speaking of yep. the other card, there's one other card to this format that I just want gone. It's just... Just get it out of here. Like Lotus Field. I think Lotus Field just needs to go. <laughs> like, there's just okay. no reason that this card it's should so exist bad, in this format. Though. Like, if, if we do see a Karn ban and we don't see a Lotus Field ban, I cry. I literally just cry. Hmm. I think they'll... Oh, see, I was ready to tell you how we can uh, remake the um, the Karn combo with Lotus Field instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... I don't think the card is, like, healthy for the format. It's never done anything, like, great. Whenever Lotus Field combo has been the top deck, it's just kind of, like, taken over a tournament randomly. There's so many mm-hmm. more dexterity issues with it in paper. Like, it's but just... Did it take over tournaments because people just don't have any hate for it anymore? It's like, we always say that's like one thing you, you got to be able to respect it. It's going to show up from time to time. You got to have something you can side in against it. Like, before, yeah, you could play Dampening Sphere and it would destroy it. But now that they have access to uh, Boseju, that kind of helps their game a little bit. But I'm pretty sure there's still ways to deal with it, right? Yeah, there's your only really way to like deal with it is like Dampening Sphere and Alpine Moon, but like those aren't mm-hmm. like main deckable cards. So like game one, it's a race. You just gotta kind of go quick, or you thought sees them if you have that card, mm-hmm. you're fortunate enough, or you go fast, or you die. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I think I think that limiting uh, I think that, that that deck limiting all control decks and similar is just so egregious. It's just, I, I it is not a card I enjoy in this format. But that's just so. My own I definitely that would I don't not love the survive. play patterns of the deck, but I don't know if that means that it's broken. Um, it, it just you know not currently anywhere near the power level that would make it bannable. I would think. Yeah. I just don't want to live in a world where another it's card not gets fun. printed and then the it's the best deck again, like an underworld breach type card, mm-hmm. and then I have to play <laughs> against it oh, yeah. more. I just that, that deck is just so miserable to play against as well. Yeah. I just don't think it creates a healthy format, but. And if that, and I was going to say, you know, just to kind of go back to what we were, you know, talking about um, in today's topic, if that card does get banned, that pretty much kills the deck. I mean, like... It could not survive without it. Depending on what you call the deck, there's technically, like, the Chronic Flooding-style deck of Lotus, which is, like, semi... Semi-okay. Oh, it's, like, semi-popping mm-hmm. up again. But hmm. it's that's not good. It'll definitely, like, yeah. that one will neuter yeah. that Can deck. you think of any way to 
to nerf that deck without killing it. Like, I feel like even taking out one of the, you know, if you take out Hidden Strings or Mm -hmm. or the Pages or Thespian Stage or Lotus Field, any of those single cards taking it out would completely kill the deck. Um, Emerge an ultimatum. That's like the only mm-hmm. other really targetable card that wouldn't absolutely kill it. Yeah, that that's maybe reasonable. You know, we can do things like the Behold the Beyond decks, but like that's still kind of dependent on Emergent Ultimatum. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, they'd have to go back to like more pure with pages, and then that's vulnerable to Narset. But that Narset's not really popular right now. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting thought. I don't think that there's a great way to do it. No, it's it's really difficult to walk around it without completely neutering the deck. So. I don't know. I just yeah. kind of want it gone. Uh, I know. I've got a couple other decks, I think, that do need to be discussed, though, mm. for potential bans Bannings, in yeah. this context. What else? Yeah, you know, if, if we're hitting the top two decks, I would say that it's worth looking at decks three and four. Um, number three being, I think, Grease Fang by mm-hmm. Mile. So which card would you get rid of from that deck, then? See, that's tough. You know, the, the context of this conversation today was supposed to be like, hey, how do we hurt the deck without killing it? But... I don't know. I don't hate the idea of taking out one of the either Greasefang or Parhelion and kind of leaving it in the dirt, but I, I know a lot of people would be disappointed about that who like that. That deck. destroys the deck entirely if you go to Greasefang, yeah. right? And if you get rid of Parhelion, it, it gets it pretty much kills the deck too. Yeah, no. There's, I don't think it, it can survive unless some good stuff happens in Brothers War. My hot take. Yeah, Parhelion won. It's not that awful. I think I think Greasefang is yeah. like one of those decks that. You play it knowing that either Greasefang or Parhelion will either get mm-hmm. banned, and you just kind of accept that. I don't think the deck's like that powerful to the point where it could get a ban anytime soon, from what the information we have. But hmm. I think uh, some people just yeah get a lot of feel bads because oh no, you got to turn oh. to Greasefang, I'm dead. Well, I mean that's if they're playing the um, can't stay away, but most people aren't these days. Most people are just putting stuff into the graveyard and then slamming you know the uh, Greasefang on turn three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, people talk about... I feel like I hear more hate for that deck than I do for Lotus Field, probably just because it's in the meta, whereas mm-hmm. Lotus Field right now is not. But uh, I thought it was at least worth discussing. Uh, you also brought up a big point of, you know, Brothers War coming up, as well as several artifact-based decks probably in the near future. That probably gives more credibility to banning Karn now, mm-hmm. um, just because I don't think that Wizards wants a card that shuts down artifacts to be a core yeah. part of Pioneer yeah. if they're going to be releasing a bunch of, you know, central to the format artifacts in the next few sets. Or maybe they'll bring back the legend rule and if you play another card, it destroys the other card. No, 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 no. Wait, no. <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you get rid of Karn, does that make Grease Fang too good then? No. That's the other thing, is that if we are talking about this in the context of, hey, if we're hurting Red Black Midrange, if we're possibly banning Karn, that would be a big buff to uh, you know, to Grease Fang. Mm-hmm. And then the next step to that is that, hey, if we're banning... So, okay, I, I know it's maybe not the most popular deck right now, but what would you say are Blue-White Control's worst matchups by far? I would say number one in the format, 1,000%, it's Red Black Midrange. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's Mono Green. Number three, it's Grease Fang. And yet, mm. they're still one of the most popular decks in the format, yeah. with the three best decks in the format being their three worst matchups. Mm-hmm. So, I would worry about that deck if all three of those decks ate a ban. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably it would be too much to be like, let's preemptively ban something from that deck. But it would be definitely in my mind of like, hey, this is the deck that wins by far if we're hitting all three of these deck lists. So any other cards we need to talk about? Or can I ask you guys my next question? 
Well, do you, do you think you, you want to talk about blue-white? Like, what would you ban out of blue-white if you had to? Or uh... I mean, I think blue-white's fine. I mean, like, the only card that you could, like, really... <laughs> hate Teferi. Realistically, yeah, I was going to say realistically hit, is, like, Teferi Hero Dominaria. But I think that card is, like, it still so survive. fine. I think that card is so fine in the format. Yeah. Like, if you're paying five yeah, mana for the ha- the one-sided Hallow Mine, you know what? Yeah. You, you got it, King. You do you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it would be able to survive because Shark Typhoon is just a really good card, and then you know there's other non-white you know control decks out there that have been winning with Shark Typhoon. Okay, so you just think that the format could adapt to a combo being or to control being the best deck in the format oh, yeah. in some other way. I mean, thought yeah. distortion exists. Okay. We'll That's be fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Sounds good. All right. So next topic. Okay. Take us away, Ryan. So to kind of again kind of uh, uh, talk about and expand on this topic a little bit more about surviving a ban. In the past, what decks were able to survive a banning? You know, we've had a lot of bannings. I had to take a look at all the, the banned cards and stuff on the ban restricted uh, announcements. And there's actually a few more than I thought there were. I know I was talking with um, uh, Ashiok. Ashiok, you, what, what was your deck? What would you say survived the banning? What did all right after a card was banned? Well, the one of more recent time that we remember is with the ban of Expressive Iteration, we still saw Phoenix see like yeah. a lot more play afterwards. Like As of now, mm-hmm. it's a little bit on the downswing, but it's still a very playable deck, and like it wins tournaments every once in a while. Yeah, especially good at smaller tournaments, not maybe like the 8-9 round you know, big events, but... Uh, at local local stores, you know, um, you know RCQs, it can definitely make top eight still. Phoenix is still super playable, and the the ban didn't hurt the deck an insane amount, which I think is really good for yeah. the the format. Kevin, can you think of any other uh, decks that survived the banning? I mean, mono green. Yeah, <laughs> it's it survived early on when we banned. Uh, we banned everything of from abundance, it. and when we banned, yeah. It, Leyland of Abundance. Um, the, uh, we we banned Oath of Nissa, and then we unbanned Oath of Nissa. But uh, we also banned the uh, was that to draw a card if you if it's like on turn one or something. Oh, uh, once upon a time was yeah, played, in that, but it was played in everything green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that's a real card. Oh, we love magic. <laughs> yeah, pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one that survived was uh, Lotus. Lotus survived the Underworld ban yeah. breach, or sorry, Underworld yep. breach ban, and. And that's mm-hmm. kind of surprising. Yeah, that deck also just used to be a chronic flooding deck at one point. Mm-hmm. If you truly remember the old days of Pioneer. And I got one more. Uh, I, I would say it's borderline survivable. or sur- it's, it's a borderline survivor, but Heroic has made somewhat of a comeback. Well, you know, okay, having you know, the Luris ban, you're saying? Yeah, after the Luris ban, like, everyone's like, oh man, that's not playable anymore. You know, it doesn't have what it takes, and now we have the uh, connive cards. The um, Illuminator Virtuoso really kind of supercharged that deck, helped the uh, deck to finish out games a lot quicker. I think the. Uh, I mean, would you guys agree or disagree with that? Oh yeah. That it survived. I think that's fair. I think it's yeah. a fair. I think it's fair. I think it did adapt. I think a lot of the a lot of decks adapted from the Lotus, uh, or not the Lotus, the Lotus Ban. Yeah. So how did how did they? I guess, I don't know if I asked this, I don't know if we talked about this, how did they adapt? Like, Heroic, like I said, they got a, a new card, Virtuoso, it allowed them to hit harder, hit faster. They got a lot better cards, uh, like, what was it, the Farmstead thing that gives you more kind of uh, uh, triggers, you know, for Heroic and stuff like that. That's how it survived. That's how, you know, it continues to be a deck. Mono Green, 
How did that continue to 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 be playable? How did that survive a banning? Well, the, the banning a while ago of Leyland Abundance, it, the, the deck looked like a Burning Tramissary deck, for those who forgot. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a lot more of like a, a stompy style. And like, you were still just able to do a broken thing. Like, there was... I don't remember how many times in my timeline I saw or I casted like a turn two Nissa who shakes the world. Like that was just mm-hmm, good yep, enough yep. at the time. Hmm. The uh, the, the decks that, mean- that uh, survive are uh, usually just trying to do a more uh, powerful broken thing that still kind of exists after like one of the core enablers is banned. That being Layla of Abundance. Would you say Mono Green was broken until um, the troll was printed? I think Mono Green was busted for a while, but nobody yeah. was actively playing Pioneer for a while, and so this mm-hmm, deck, mm-hmm. like all these cards, existed for a while. Like, Ab- it, I mean, after the banning, it was still playable. Just people didn't find that combo until later on when more people. Yeah, were you know where format. people went to right. Like that very early banning, I think where people went to next was kind of the scales version of the deck. You know, mm-hmm. focusing heavily on you know Walking Ballista, which you know that also got banned out from the deck mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was around more with, like we were talking about, that more creature style. It had Vivian for a long time. It had Nissa for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that came and went on whether or not it was good in the format. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Mono Green, that's a good explanation for how it's right. Lotus Field, how did that survive? Uh, more broken cards got printed. We got the yeah. ultimatum, right? That's kind of like the big thing for Mikoria helped it out. Yeah. Um, well, that was one of the later advantage or the later innovations. Uh, at that time, it just kind of survived because uh, it was just a really good do your thing strategy, and it forced interaction mm-hmm. out of the format. And so decks that just couldn't interact died, and so it always just had like a good shot at winning any tournament. Like it didn't need mm-hmm. Underworld Breach, which was weird to say. It eventually found its own Underworld Breach with a seven mana sorcery, but. Hmm. Okay, um, last one real quick. Phoenix Express Federation got banned. How did it survive? How did it make a comeback? What what allowed it to be playable again? It, or was it was it just like the same with Mono Green, where it was still playable, just that not enough people were playing it or giving it a chance to to show that it still well, had what it and took. And part of it there is that it existed before Express Federation. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't as good, but it definitely existed, and I think people figured out what the best shell of other cards were, and they mm-hmm. continued to play that. You know, the biggest thing they lost was some card advantage, so they yeah. kind of just pushed back a little bit where they could to find card advantage, and added a few other new strong cards. And yeah. you know, most of the shell, you know, the real cards that are the synergy cards, those all still existed. Mm-hmm. And of course, we also got um, Ledger Shredder, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Some new cards that yeah. helped. Mm-hmm. No, I agree entirely. I think uh, right. another deck that we forgot to talk about that survived a ban was Teferi Time Raveler. We still see a lot of blue-white control. Yeah, that was blue-white control, but yeah. I guess when Teferi Time Raveler left, so did a lot of other decks. Yeah. And that's the other side of this coin I want to go on to next. Which decks did not survive a banning? Uh, for example, when Noda's gone. Yeah. Uh, no, Nobody knows I'm a dog. Super angry about that. Yeah, we all you know on, on Twitter. <laughs> we also saw what was it? Um, the the banning of Walking Ballista and Inverter, the two the two big combo decks, and the yeah. Kethis, the three that died on that day. I think. Yep. There was maybe one more. Yep. But, 
Um, All the combo decks died. I mean, that sounds like a Madonna song. The day the combo died. But now, a lot of these decks that uh, didn't survive the banning <laughs> had their most integral card just uh, gone, ripped out of the format. Yeah. Like, I don't know how yeah. you're supposed to play Winota without Winota. <laughs> you know what? I just thought, big brain here. You know, they just did the Challenger decks. One of the Challenger decks is Black Blue Control. What if that is just a precursor to get all those cards into the format so they can unban Inverter again? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I would be fan, fine with an Inverter ban if they banned uh, Thoracle. Mm-hmm. Thoracle, yeah. yeah. Or uh, an unban. You know, there's a lot of things that they could be unbanned if they, if they banned Thassa's Oracle, yeah. or at least a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I, I... So Winota couldn't survive. Inverter couldn't survive. Uh, Kethis couldn't survive that banning, of course. I think the uh, uh, the one that yeah. didn't survive, just being one of its core pieces gone, was the, the four-color Omnath deck, the one that just had lo- mass Lotus Cobra triggers. The Uro ban wasn't, like... It, it, like mm-hmm. a lot of the cards still exist in this format and it wasn't like integral to it but it was a strong corner piece to the deck and so it just mm-hmm, wasn't mm-hmm, able mm-hmm. to survive like it was just a card that was always good against burn and it was a late game threat if you were mm-hmm. whiffing on your genesis ultimatums yeah and if you were making them discarded they're like okay <laughs> yeah you know i kind of feel like in soul didn't survive a uh a Luris ban yeah although they were kind of yeah. struggling anyways with uh march of otherworldly light but still mm-hmm. yeah I mean, if we're talking about the Luris ban, I think Black White Auras also didn't survive. No. People still kind of play from time to time. It sometimes shows up, but it's like, eh. It's just yeah, not, I didn't mean it's to go back same. to that deck. It's got some potential. We also had Oops die. Uh, Oops was yeah. Oops all spells dredge. Yeah, and we got rid of the Balsard Spies that was gone. Uh, I would also say. Yeah, I mean, do we want to start talking decks. unbans? I know you said it was going to be a conversation later on, but about as long as we're what? talking about some of these decks. Did you want to talk at all about unbans? As yeah, well? yeah. I, mean, I, was gonna, I wanted to go decks. through these real quick. Um, decks that couldn't survive. Uh, so a couple other ones real quick. Mono White Devotion because of the Ballista Ban. Um, Sihili Combo because it fell at our Guardian. You still see some Mono White Devotion, uh, just not as a combo deck. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe even I've as a combo deck. That. We do occasionally see it as a book deck. That's lies. I, I don't believe you. I've never seen White. Oh, Mono White Book? Yeah, mono White Book does exist. Book? I saw a list on Twitter the other day about it. Yeah. It's like Santa seeing the M&Ms. They do exist. They do real. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Did we say Reclamation? Uh, reclamation, the yeah. reclamation. The Reclamation decks don't exist anymore. I haven't. I don't remember they the last time an expressive iteration, or not expressive iteration, uh, expansion explosion was cast in the format. Yeah, never. <laughs> um, so yeah, those I think, that covers pretty much all the decks that just died because, like you said, the, the main piece or the corner piece, you know, was just taken out of it. Now, do you guys want to move into unbannings? I know, Kevin, you've been itching to talk about what, what you want to see come back. Do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Why don't we start us off, just because you had mentioned it most recently. Uh, well, should I talk about things that I think actually could be unbanned, or do we want to talk the wild ones? I, was, I would say what's safe. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's safe. But I think the thing that has been talked about a lot mm-hmm. is Smuggler's Copter, that people you know kind of miss that card and would like to see it back. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of on the train where it would probably be problematic, especially with Greasefang um, still around. Uh, so I would kind of talk to it in the context of, like, if Greasefang got hit, like if they took out Parhelion and gave them back Smuggler's Copter, mm-hmm. that could be a really interesting deck. 
Uh, otherwise, I would be afraid to do similar to what Smuggler's Copter did before and just be in every aggro list. Like, I think that red, you know, mono red aggro would yeah. still play it. Uh, I don't know if humans would, though. Like, it kind of was always bad in tribal decks. Um, but the biggest it wouldn't thing be that in Coco decks either, right? It was banned. So it wouldn't yeah, be it would, in spirits. It wouldn't be in Coco decks either. So that's the other big thing. Maybe mono white, maybe mono blue things, spirits. The two biggest things that have changed since it was banned is one, um, Luris is banned. I think mm-hmm. that you know there was no chance of it ever coming off the ban list when Luris was around. Mm-hmm. And two, my biggest problem with it was always that white had no way to answer it at parity before it could attack. Um, there were just zero cards in the format prior to Portable Hole that could answer a answer it that you could main deck mm-hmm. before it would be able to attack. So now that exists, um, and I think that March also kind of helps with that, March Fatherly Light. There are ways that you could actually kill it uh, and be a white deck, and it uh, doesn't just shut down white from being a deck in the format like it used to. I, I like Smuggler's Copter just because it puts... You know, maybe yes, like you said, aggro decks will get uh, supercharged, but it puts pressure on mono green, which everyone says is a problem. It'll put pressure on mono or on black red, even though some people say, "Well, black mm. red will play it," but it's like, will they play it really? Because right now we're saying it's playing all the best, to, you know, three drops and two drops, all the best cards right now. Um, you have to take something out. You're going to take out some removal, or you're going to have to take out another creature, or you're going to have to take out uh, Fables or something like that, and then you're going to lose something in that process. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say I want to see it shake up the format. I want to. So see- I think that's a great topic. Is my red black mid range? I do think they might play it just because they lack on two drops. You know, if they can just play more three drops and go, mm-hmm. you know, turn two Smuggler's Copter, turn three. Uh, graveyard trespasser that seems great mm-hmm. but it'd be more of an uh, aggro build then yeah i mean not even it's just you know it's a three a three damage attacker that mm-hmm. also helps you loot you know if we're talking about losing something like fable and giving them smuggler's copter back that's that's another way to loot away your cards mm-hmm. that said i don't think that red black mid-range is particularly bad against smuggler's copter they have so many ways to kill it yeah, at instant yeah. speed as well as i think they would just go back to running colgon's command like that card's really mm-hmm. fallen off but that is what kind of you know you and i played frontier before pioneer mm-hmm. existed and there was a lot of times it'd be like oh man i can go turn two smuggler's copter turn three uh goblin rebel master and i'm just gonna take over this game and what actually happened is that it'd be like okay i'm gonna go turn two smuggler's copter turn three rebel master mm-hmm. colgon's command yes. before combat and your yes. your game's over you're never playing that deck again <laughs> um i would say smuggler's copter is kind of like a boomer fable <laughs> okay. Is that a good oh, what's, what's your it? take on uh, Smuggler's Copter, Ashiok? <laughs> I'm of the opinion that Smuggler's Copter is fine for the format, and I think if anything, it'd make it really interesting because then you get to see Agar decks like Mono Black exist again, and that would be so mm-hmm. happy. Oh, the turn one Bloodstone Champion, let's bring it back. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I also think that uh, I think it changes Grease Fang a little bit. I think it becomes a Rakdos or not Rakdos, um, a Mardu deck at this point. And I think the Mardu deck would be mm-hmm. a lot better than the Abzan deck. And so oh, yeah. It, I think that's a world that I'm okay with living in. I think yeah. I, I want to give it a sh- I think it never had its chance. I think I just want to give it a shot in the format. I think the format has we, become so powerful yeah. and efficient that... Yep, removal for all colors give, as well. Give mm-hmm. give the other colors a little bit of a shot. Give the Agro decks yeah. a little bit more. Why not? I mean, if they can't yeah. have Loris, can they have Smuggler's Copter? And I think the answer is yeah. Why not? Yeah. So next card, uh, you chose Smuggler's Copter. I'm gonna say Ballista. I've said this before. I think Ballista should be unbanned. Um, just get rid of Heliod. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's fine. 
I think you know, uh, especially if if Karn's staying in the format, like yeah, it would be a problem. Mono Green would definitely get um, Mono Green would definitely get a, a new tool, which I think would be kind of dangerous to to kill people with. But it's more easy to interact with. You can still kill it, right? I mean, I think and, scales would be like a really popular deck. I think that would be mm-hmm. really good for the format. However, I yeah. do think that we need to see a, a change to Mono Green because having your kill yeah. be Walking Ballista is a little bit too good because that card's just already yeah. good in other spots. So, Mono Green will need a banning if uh, okay. Some so card let's go minus banned. Karn plus Ballista and... minus <laughs> yeah. That that seems reasonable to me. Is if uh, you know we lost Karn, I think Ballista. I almost think Ballista might be reasonable without banning Heliod. Um, I don't know if that would actually be an impressive deck, just because we do have a lot of anti life gain decks now, or anti life gain cards. When when that mono white deck was very popular, it was kind of popular because it was a meta hate deck. You know, it maybe wasn't the strongest deck on its own, but it was good because it could play things that you know beat Inverter in game one. It had ways to yeah. beat the Lotus Field combo, which were the actual best decks in the format at the time. So I don't know for sure that that would be an oppressive deck. You know, I've kind of looked at it. It's like, hey, you know, it's kind of scary that they could run, you know, some of these new cards. They could run the book combo. They could Mm -hmm. run, you know, a number of different things. It's possible that it's okay with Heliod in the format. It's definitely okay without Heliod in the format. I don't think it's fast enough compared to, like, you know, how how much faster. I would say that the format's gotten a lot more speed since then. I felt like back then we we were kind of like a a turn four or five format and i feel like you know we can get maybe it's not turn three game winning but like turn three you're, you're pretty much dead format now you know like as far as like mono green being able to cast their uh storm the festival and you know, just going off on like turn three or turn four and, or um you know parhelion for example hitting on on turn three I think it was. There's be also right. just a lot of really good decks that have come, or a lot of really good cards that have come out from Mono White since yeah. then. You know, they'd get to play Portable Hole, they'd get yeah. to play March, they'd get to play uh, the Wandering Emperor, they would get to play yeah. the new Sarah Paragon, and which can bring yeah. back yeah. either half of the combo. Like I, I think there's a love ton it. that that deck has gained. No, I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's just, it's fine, maybe, but we'll, it's a it's a we'll see. It's a little bit more of a scarier proposition if we do mm-hmm. get rid of Karn. Because then Karn was always a really good answer to yeah. walking Ballista in the combo. It was like a little yeah. hit piece. Yeah. But I'm, a, I'm down to find out. I'm down to let it go. Let it loose. Set fire to Pioneer. Uh, see what happens. Huh. Um, what, about, what else do you think uh, unbannable? Yeah. Um, what I think is unbannable, it's my, it's my hot take, to be fair. I'll go with my safer take first. But I think we could do a Felidar Saheeli swap and the format gets better. I think Felidar mm-hmm. was a card that was like really interesting with the flicker effect. And it's like fine with other things. So why not? Because like it creates Viv- or Vanifar combo or any of those pod decks to have like a little bit more of a leg. And I think those decks are really interesting in the format. Like the Vanifar deck has yet to be good. It's never even been like talked about as a competitive deck. So would that make give it a shot? Would that make enigmation, sorry, enigmatic incarnation better too? It's like having another, yeah, Yorion in the deck, right? Basically, not overly. You don't really want the four drops. I would definitely look at it with possible synergies with Yorion. Um, 
But yeah, I think that that's very agreeable. You know, Sahili does not see any play and will not see any play, but Felidar might mm-hmm. on its own. It would actually like do something good for the format. I think the Flicker decks are like super fine in Pioneer because I think the, the mm-hmm. removal is good enough to support it, and you're able to like kill it easily, or you're able to like interact with it semi easily. So, would you be at all worried about Felidar combo decks? You know, you can still just have. You know, something that cares about a creature enter the battlefield and two felidars goes infinite. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you could have like an impact chambers or something like that, right? But I still think yeah, it, that's so. Uh, it's it just it's, I think the best combo deck would probably be a pod deck, right? Like it would be like a Vanifar deck because then you could like flicker on un- uh, unbinding crisis on top your card or whatever. You're on top your. Uh, I, want, I want my. And I think those decks are hit, super hit, fun. I want my Hushwing uh, Griffs, whatever, to, to become playable again. Yeah. To stop the ATB effects. I have like 30 of them <laughs> that right. I bought for you like You just play Hushwing now. Yeah. Hushwing. Or Hush, just... yeah, that as well. Yeah. But no. Except that could die. I could flash that in. Like, you didn't know I had it. Uh, so I think it's back to me, and I've got the, you know, the obvious one, I think, is that there's absolutely no reason for Kethis to be yes. banned right now. I knew you were going to um, say I that. say this as someone that extensively played the deck. You know, mm-hmm. I played it early on in the format. I played it after the Oath of Nissa ban yep. all throughout until it was unbanned Time as one of the gone. only people actually still playing with it. And I agree, it absolutely needed to be banned when it was. But since then, it's lost Uro. Mm-hmm. It's lost Teferi. It's lost um And there's tons Luris. of graveyard hate. There's you know. tons of graveyard hate. But yeah, you know, not only were those great cards in the deck, but Uro was its entire backup plan. If they didn't have a combo, they needed to beat down with Uro. Mm-hmm. Um Teferi was the entire way that they answered hate cards because it, it you know not only stopped instant speed interaction but it also bounced the hate cards you mm-hmm. combo off. Luris was their best combo card as, and you know, as well as those all just being strong cards in the deck. It has lost so much it would be actively terrible mm-hmm. if unbanned right now. Uh, but, so there's no reason it should be sitting on a ban list. But it would it would push Mox Amber up to $100 probably. <laughs> yes, they need to reprint that uh, at like common because there's no reason it should cost money. Mox Amber, nice. Yeah, it's like yeah. seventy bucks, almost seventy uh, bucks now. I think. Yeah, it's so much. It's or sixty bucks. I found yeah. out it was ninety by a Canadian the other day, and I had yeah, and it's it's too much. It's crazy. Like Hallelujah is buy listing them for like twenty five hundred yen, which is like twenty dollars, and I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. No, thank you. Sounds about right. I will. I will wait for that buy list price to go up. Maybe they know something we don't. Uh, on the on the top of Kethis, I think Kethis being unbanned is fair. I think I think that deck has lost a lot, and I do think that yeah, there should be some sort of combo deck that exists that's like always kind of like a little bit of a mainstay because Lotus is very like hit or miss whether or not it's popular at a tournament. And I would love to see more combo exist in the format. And if it's going to be any combo, I'd rather it be like Kethis. I think Kethis combo is always super interactable. The cards quality themselves is like okay. Like, sometimes you're playing a 3-mana or 3-4. You're okay with that. I don't know. I think I know the format's fine with mm. it. And this will make uh, uh, Harry 13 go happy. I think Reclamation could probably be unbanned. No, 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 no. no? no. Go, say your piece, but I, I definitely... Because Uro's gone. Uro's gone. And we have it, yeah, exp- Expansion Explosion and stuff like that. But Uro's gone and... Um, what was the other one? The the take turns effect was go- is gone. Nexus of Fate was gone for a fate. long time. Yeah, so I mean, like, what? 
versus the time it was banned, I think there's three reasons why Wilderness Reclamation is on my never becoming unbanned list. Really? Number one is that Teferi was legal when Rec- Wilderness Reclamation was legal the entire time. The time, the time. Uh, yes, Teferi was not enough to Reveler shut that deck the- down. Mm-hmm. Teferi Time Reveler, yes, was legal the entire time that deck was legal. Uh, if that was not enough to shut it down, then with it being unbanned, no way. Um, two is Magma Opus has been printed, and that oh. card is insane for the deck. Choo, choo, choo. Not only because you can you know cast it, you can flash it back with Gear Hulk. It's also another way that you can go you know turn two, discard it, turn three, get your Wilderness Reclamation up, and have a counter spell already. Mm. Um, number three is with the World Tree, which is kind of just an insane combo with that card. You can. I think you can pretty much turn five kill with that with what? a world, you know, yeah. just with your mono base. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so you activate combo. world tree. I thought it was safe. You, you activate the, the card, farm. the world tree, the land, <laughs> uh, and you put any number of gods from your deck into play, and you just put in a handful of perforoses, which mm-hmm. each of them sees each of each other enter, and it just does enough to kill your opponent mm. on the spot. Um, so wilderness reclamation that powers that out janky. super quickly. It's not. It's it's actually not that janky, really? especially with wilderness reclamation. Yeah, I play, okay, I, never I mind. Strike bit, that. I played a little bit of it with that with or sorry without reclamus uh, wilderness Recl- and I think the deck was like really anemic. I think because you ever just you ever just draw a perforos and you're just like, well, I, this is bad. Uh, but a lot of the time, I don't know. Like the deck, the deck was like fine. I think the first two reasons are very legitimate reasons. Like I don't think Magma this is good good for that deck. It is so off, or for for the format in that deck, it would, be, it would just be so awful. It's so miserable. The play pattern's not fun. Just no, stop, done with it. So yeah, no, I, I also think that card should just never see the daylight, a daylight in Pioneer hmm. anymore. Uh, I guess that's me. I'm done then. I'm. I. 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 I don't know the format. Uh, my well hot enough. take. No, this Spicy yeah. should be unbanned. Is Nexus Fate right now? I think Nexus Fate doesn't. No. Okay. I don't think Nexus so much, Fate so doesn't fun. do any. Like it doesn't do anything other than like maybe create like a little bit of like a jankier turns thing with like the mono blue Nykthos deck, nah. and I think that doesn't do anything. It just gives it like a way to yeah. actually like kill sometimes. It's just, it's unfun. I think it's so unfun way, to play against. Well, it's, it doesn't matter if it's hundred hours. <laughs> I'm more so. It's about it's about it's a competitive <laughs> format. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. As a competitive format, that card just doesn't do anything for the format. Like it gives blue white a way to like kill, and that's just really it. Hmm. And field of ruin. Did you guys want to talk more about that one as well? Well, I, not I field of ruin. Agree. Sorry, like, uh, I, field I, of the I dead. felt the same sorry, way about. Sorry. I felt the same way about Nexus of Fate, mm-hmm. is that it just, it doesn't do anything right now. It's very slow, it's lost other major pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because some people wouldn't like to play against it doesn't mean that it's a problem. Yeah, it's, obviously, like, infinite, or theoretically, I'm like, I'm putting up my Turbo fingers fuck. in quotations. Infinite turns, oh no. Like, it doesn't happen that often. Like, especially now that you don't have Wilderness Reclamation to, like, dig through your entire deck to find the one mm-hmm. world or Nexus of Fate all the time. It's fine. It's not doing anything. Let's just get let's get it off the ban list and let's just see what people will do with it. Because I'm also curious. Did you guys want to talk more about Field of the Dead? Yeah, I could. Uh, I think with yeah, go go for it. I think I think I, I think it's uh I think with Urogon, I think it's definitely like a little bit more of like one of those more playable cards. And it was also like in that uh Bant Nexus of Fate Field of the Dead Golos deck. I think is when it got banned. Mm. I think that's what got it killed. Uh, and that deck was, like, egregious for the time, but, like, nowadays, 
we have channel cards. Woo! So that means we can yeah. kill a field of the dead. We can interact with it in the main deck. It's like we also have Alpine Moon as like a good sideboard card. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance it could be unbanned, but definitely we could get a Golgari Grave Troll repeat and just ban it again in six months or something hmm. if it gets too oppressive. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess maybe one last uh, question you know, to wrap oh, this I up. Oh, I still had, uh, had one I more. Still, oh, oh, I had at least one oh, more. Oh, really? Um, okay, go ahead. So the one I wanted to say is that, you know, we kind of mentioned it, but I feel like Inverter could be unbanned if Thassa's Oracle was banned. You know, there would be potential that you could do Inverter plus Jace, but, like, that seems so slow and so bad compared to having uh, Thassa's Oracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other big one that I think underworld or sorry bastard spy slash undercity informer informant what is it um you know the oops all spells deck i feel like you could unban one of those like i don't know why you would want to but i feel like you could unban one of those and it wouldn't make it an oppressive deck uh, i also think you might be able to unban both of them if you banned thassa's oracle because mm. taking away that free win con against graveyard hate might make that deck you know, fair. You know, it's still uh, uh, definitely a combo deck, but I think that if it didn't have Thassa's Oracle, you could just play Rest in Peace and they wouldn't be able to beat it. Um, and right now, that you know, when the deck was banned, that didn't exist because they could just, you know, oh, oh yeah, I know they're going to be br- uh, bringing in Rest in Peace. I'll just bring in my Thassa's Oracle and I'll just win anyways. We have more dual face cards now too, right? Uh, no. not, not really, no. I don't think, because it's only the lands that they yeah, really cared about. You know, that. they just wanted to be able to play Mana's Mana. Was that playable during uh, Zendikar Rising? Which card? Uh, Oops, all spells. It, it was playable and banned at the same time that Inverter, um, Ballista, no, and... No, Oops wasn't banned then. Oh, no. Oops was banned with Wilderness. Oh, yeah, and Bo- Oops was banned later. It, it existed then, but it was banned oh, later oh, on. Oh, I see yeah. what was, you're that, was that Zendikar Rising time? I can't remember. No. Right? I don't remember when the Inverter banned so was. So we get more then. That one I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, any more cards, or can I ask you guys one final question? I'm bad. Fetch no, lands. I'm good. I'll stop. I'm bad. Fetch lands. Set the power on fire. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a real opinion. I think I think the ban list, the rest of these cards are very obviously very powerful and mm-hmm. should never exist in the format. Because if I see someone casting Veil of Summon in this format, I'm just gonna go play Modern. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, final question then: um, When is a good time to unban these cards? Or when would be a good time to ban these cards? You know, the, uh, any of these things that we talked about today. You know, we do have Brothers War coming up soon. We got, you know, the RC season, sorry, the championship season or whatever coming up soon. Is this something that's, you know, would be good to be, good to happen at the end of the year, at the end of the season, you know, when everything's slowing down before a new set comes out? Or, you know, do you want to wait and, you know, I don't know, right before a big event? Like, what do you guys think? When, when's the best time to either ban or unban something? I think that uh, from a competitive standpoint, you need a lot of time to be able to prepare. And about the three months, you could get really good at your deck, which is what we're given for the RC, which is why we didn't see this ban happen on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it either had to have happened on Monday or earlier, or it has to happen after the RQ season for all of us mm. so after atlanta after i forget where it is in um, south america and in europe but anyway you just it needs to it needs to wait until then because like there's nothing more upsetting than spending the three months of on like completely mm-hmm. learning a competitive deck to just have your deck be banned one week before the tournament 
Yeah. Like that's the okay. soul crushing. You you agree, Kevin, or do you have a another? Yeah, you know, time? I think the one thing we didn't really talk about that I'd wanted to was how we can with the existing decks in the format, hate against those top decks. You know, we talked about why things could or couldn't get banned, but we didn't really talk about, other than, we, we talked about it with bit with Mono Green, but I think you and I, we should talk some time about, like, how we can beat Red Black Midrange, because I like a lot of the things the format has been doing mm-hmm. to adapt to it being the best deck. Um, I think that, yeah, we probably won't see a ban for the rest of this season, and that that's pretty reasonable. I like the idea of see what happens with Brothers War. If it shakes up the format, let it play out for a little bit. If it doesn't and RCQ season ends right then, mm-hmm. that might be about the perfect time to look at a ban. If it's still the same top okay. decks, that's when I think that a ban should definitely be looked at. All right. Sounds good to me. You want to wrap us up then, Kevin? Yep, that's going to wrap us up on our show here. So thank you guys all for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this kind of content. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at MTG Pioneer. That's the best way to stay in touch with us. You can also find a link to our the First Pioneers Discord there, where you can you know have more conversations with us and with other Pioneer players, players from the format to uh, stay more in touch. Um, Ryan, you want to give your Twitter, and then yeah. we can pass it off to Ashok for some shout-outs? Yes, um, you guys can find me on Twitter at... Uh... Yo, Japan hobbyist, and uh, I'm always on the Discord. I will always, you know, enjoy talking about anything and everything about Pioneer or Explore related. So, yeah, hope to see you in the Discord. And Ashiak, any shout outs, any uh, promotions this week? Uh, I mean, like the Twitter, of course, Dreams of Ashiak. Uh, I want to say a shout out to the boys this weekend for uh, my Edmonton boys. We, uh, we had a good weekend. <laughs> it was a good time, and they were the ones that I chatted with a lot for this uh, podcast discussion so that I could get the good opportunity mm. or the good opinions and make sure everything really truly gets talked about because pioneer is such a, such a lovely uh, brainchild and I, they, they helped me out. So shout nice. out to them. It is wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We, we appreciate your opinions here and uh, definitely glad to have you on here to give some insight and uh, thank you to your team for providing some, some background content as well. Of course, of course. Uh, That's going to wrap up our Mm. episode, though. Thank you all for listening one last time. We are the First Pioneers Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online. And we are banning out. No, surviving out. Okay. Surviving out. All right, we're surviving out. (laughs)